Welcome to the Eric J. The Great Podcast. How you doing? Um, well, how are you? Hey, I'm doing all right. Yeah, I got my other friend. Um, he's going to hop on in like five or ten minutes. So, okay. Uh, yeah, we could just start on the first topic. Uh, and then by the time we start getting into that, he should be on by then. Okay, no problem. But yeah, um, Let's start off by uh, everybody listening to this. Um, can everybody please go to uh, follow my podcast on Spotify? Uh, search the Eric J, uh, the Great Podcast on Spotify, and follow it and uh, listen to all my previous episodes. And then subscribe to my YouTube channel, the the Eric J, the Great uh, Podcast, and I post all my episodes on there in on video form where you can uh, listen to them. But uh, yeah, when you sent these topics the other day, I was like, "Hey, these are some real, some real deep topics." You sent me all those topics the other day. I was like, "Yeah, we ain't gonna be able to dive into all them at one time." So we're gonna have to split these up on uh, multiple episodes, you know? Yeah, um, it's it's something that I've been discussing like within my sorority sisters and ourselves, just kind of trying to stay ahead of things and knowing right from wrong, just questions about ethics, really. I mean, it's it's helpful. Kind of keeps your mind going. Yeah. So we start with the first one. The first topic is going to be uh, dating outside your race. So uh, me personally, I don't see a problem with dating outside your race. Uh, I think a lot of it has to do with how you how you was raised, you know, if you were raised around a family that's pro-black and and all all your your parents was married to, you know, African Americans and that's all you saw, then as you become an adult, then it's only normal, you know, for you to do the same thing. But I'm the type of person, you know, it just uh it's all about vibes you know like if you run across somebody whether they black white puerto rican and you know they make you feel special ain't no toxic uh traits attached to it y'all can build a solid foundation i don't see nothing uh wrong with it now i know some people be like well you know i want my kids to be black i don't want no mixed kids and then like that but me personally you know i don't I don't see nothing wrong with it. I feel like you should have your options open just because you can't. Um, I feel like you shouldn't put a strict criteria on who your who you think your soulmate or your husband is going to be because the the person you might need might not even be a, a black person or you know somebody that's in the streets or anything like that. You know you might need the the boy that went to college or the good boy sorry, you know what I'm saying? But uh that's my two cents on it. What you uh what you think about? So I mean I'm kinda along the lines of with with you. You should be able to love whoever you love. But just for the purpose of creating conversation here, I'm gonna play the devil's advocate and I'ma say you should only date within your race. Um, especially when it comes to black people, you should date within your race because a lot of times you face issues 
social issues that a woman of another race just simply cannot understand. And because she cannot understand, she's not able to support you in the way that you need to be supported most times. So when it comes to issues like that, like, you know, I'm not gonna lie to y'all. When I was growing up, my grandparents told me, if he can't use your comb, don't bring him home. So, I mean, my preference is black men, but I don't, I'm not opposed, you know, to dating other races, so to speak. Yeah, I think that, uh, I think as far as what you said, as far as being able to relate to social issues, I feel like that goes to, you know, how, how solid the relationship is. Like a lot of people get into relationships without being friends first. And I feel like you have to be, you have to be friends with somebody first before you dive into a relationship with them. Because if they can't be your friend, then y'all shouldn't even get to the point of y'all being able to be in a committed relationship and them starting off as a friend, they should know or come in with an open mind to know what kind of issues are you faced with in your day-to-day life just based off your ethnic background. Mm-hmm. And I think, uh, and I just think of if y'all have a solid foundation coming in, y'all was friends for a while, and then y'all got into a relationship, got engaged, things like that. Then um, if, if everybody's in the relationship wholeheartedly and y'all know each other background and y'all is a uh, relationship supposed to be um y'all supposed to be one so you supposed to y'all supposed to be step and step so if y'all real partners then i think whether y'all have different backgrounds or not you should be able to relate to each other to a certain extent to where you know you can give that person some support because uh and in um, most cases, you know, you had your parents in cases like that, if people, parents ain't passed away or, you know, grandparents or whoever raised you. But for most of your adult life, you know, the first person going to look to support you is your spouse. So it's very important that y'all be in one and being able to understand each other backgrounds and things like that. So when those social issues do come about, you know how to adjust and, uh, be able to relate to each other better so let me just ask you this then if you were to be in a relationship with someone else like outside of your race do you feel like they would understand you just as much as a black woman would no i want to know i want to expect them to understand me understand me right off the rip but this goes back to you know how quick did you jump into the relationship like if we were friends for six or eight months before we even committed to each other and i'm gonna express you know all these things to her like how i grew up things like that what i'm faced with being a african-american man just everyday life you know what i did with, with the police just regular stuff, walking into a room and things like that. So I think a lot of people make a mistake of, you know, they might just be messing around with a person and then they just jump into a relationship and without really knowing each other, 
and that and that kind of sets up things for failure when you don't take the time to know each other as friends without putting any type of titles on it to you know be able to relate to each other and know how to support that person. I mean, I, I guess I could understand that, but I just feel like me personally, you know, I've dated white men before, um, but I've never taken a white man home to meet my family um, just because, you know, I don't know about your family, but my family is very um, outspoken. So, you know, just to kind of spare myself and that partner from the humility that comes with that, I guess you would say, I never took him home. But I will say that while I was dating a white man, he didn't understand half the issues that, you know, I was dealing with socially, as opposed to, you know, some of the black men that I have dated. I will say that when you're dating outside of your race, no matter how tight you guys are, how long y'all have known each other, your backgrounds together, there are just some certain situations and social issues that they will never be able to fully understand because they essentially just are not black. And it's not, you know, me trying to be racist or anything along that lines. There are just some issues and things that they will never understand because they don't have to go through it. Okay. Hey, uh, uh, hold on. Uh, what's up, uh, Vaughn? Hey, what's up, bro? Can you hear me? Hey, yeah, yeah, I can hear you. Uh, yeah, I was just I was just about to reply to your text message. I seen you popped in. I was just waiting on her to finish. Oh, uh, uh, you good, bro. Uh, sorry yeah. about the lateness. Hey, uh, Taz, this is my friend, uh, Vaughn. Uh, we were stationed at Fort Sill together. We was at the uh, yeah. military. Okay. How you doing, Taz? But uh, uh, you can expound on it, and then we could keep talking about it. But uh, uh, the first topic, man, is um, what's your opinion on dating outside your race? Like, as far as, you know, them being able to relate to you, you know, with social matters and things like that. <laughs> oh, shoot. You really want me to answer that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Man, God, dog. The relationship that I was in before, uh, I, I, the one I'm in now, man, uh, I've been a uh, Mexican chick, and uh, she was one of my high school sweethearts, and uh, I'm saying like, yo, you know, I, I know from high school, but uh, I'm saying I ain't seen her since high school, so it's like you know when we connected, what about 20 years later, it's completely different, racist. You know what I'm saying? Racist, bro. When I say like black lives don't matter to her, motherfuckers don't matter. I ain't saying everybody's like that, but it definitely takes it, it takes one to know one. You know what I'm saying? There are good people out there. Um I'm happy in a situation I'm in. So it's like I I will never know if there's anybody else out there like that. You know what I'm saying? But you really it, it, you really have to be black to understand what black men and black women go through. I don't care what nobody say. I really don't. You know, there's, of course, there's you know, like you know, your Bernie Sanders out there, and maybe some some women like that. But you know what I'm saying, like, 
I don't know, man. Like just personal experiences, bro. Hey, everybody uh, ain't cut from this claw. Hey, uh, Taz. Yeah. You yeah, can can you hear you you can't hear Brian? Nah. Uh. Hold on, like, I'm trying to connect to my. Uh, I'm trying to connect to my ba, 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 my laptop. One second. Cause I can hear her. I see she's connected and everything. One second, bro. I ain't trying to make this long and what it's got to be. I'm sorry about that. Right. Yeah, you can't you hear okay. uh, Try to say something now, bro. Hey, what's up? Can you I can hear him. He just sounds kind of far away, but it's manageable. Uh, one second. Okay. Yeah, just repeat what you said. Like, uh, just sum up what you just said about your last relationship. Yeah, it's tough, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, the last relationship I was in before the one I'm in now, like, you know, it was an ex girlfriend, Hispanic. And, uh, you know what I'm saying? Back in high school, she was, she was straight. But like, two years later, man, she is. You know what I'm saying? She went down a path that. I never, I never knew she'd she go down. You know what I'm saying? saying? So it's like when we get into it, you know what I'm saying? She'd say some racist some stuff. You know what I'm saying? Uh, try to uh, cut at me. And I, I had to let that one go. But it, it's like I was saying, I, I really think it takes one to know one. That's why it, it's hard for me to not say, man, like, yo, black women understand black men, period. Mm-hmm. Black, black men understand black women, period. Like, you can have your Bernie Sanders every now and then. You know, you got that one white person that's definitely down. But a lot of these, a lot of these cats out here, man, like, they ain't finna give up their privilege card. Not to save me, not to save my girl, probably not to save y'all. So I would rather love the woman that I'm with right now than... Trying to go to some other ways. And then, and that's another thing like, you may get one or two, you know, like you said, that are down for the cause, really ride for Black people. But then that's one. And then it turns out they're the Black sheep of their family, right? Mm -hmm. And then you marrying into a real racist family. But because you felt like you was, your partner was down for the ride, you feel like you could do that. But Come on now, make it make sense. And and along with that, imagine thinking that they are down with the ride to find out that they ain't. You know what I'm saying? When it's time to ride. So like, my, I know my girl got my back. My girl know I got her back. You know what I'm saying? We part of the same fight. Now, it's like I said, like, I am not trying to, you know what I'm saying? This is big business saying I am not against inter- interracial dating I'm not not. but But as for me and mine I just just don't want to I don't want that smoke (laughs) hey I I, I never uh, let me me think 
I had one girlfriend. Um, I had one girlfriend that I dated outside of my race. Oh shoot! And uh, yeah, it sounded like something beeped it up. But uh, I had one girlfriend. Uh, but she was she was she was black. She was mixed with black, white, and Irish. So she looked like a regular a regular mixed uh, woman. But her mom was white and her dad was black. So that's the closest I ever got to as far as like an interracial relationship. But um, even with her, I never had to uh, deal with uh, no racial things or nothing like that. Hey, uh, Ma. Yo, I'm here. Uh, Taz, can you hear him? Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, did uh, did y'all want to talk some more about this topic? It's whatever. It's whatever. Yeah, I'm fine. With, I mean, whatever y'all want to do. All right. So uh, we can we can transition to the next topic. Uh, what do you bring to the table besides sex? So, me personally, you know. No, I, I, uh, I got multiple streams of income. I got medically retired from the military two almost two years ago, and uh, doing this podcast thing and security for celebrities uh, here and there. But you know, uh, you know, I, I feel like everybody don't have they they uh, dog phase. You know, when they were just out here, you know, just having fun having sex with people, but um, I know I don't got to the point now where it's like, you know, when I do come in contact with uh, women and thinking about dating them, it's like uh, I don't be so quick just to have sex with them because I'd be like, you know, I could get that from anywhere. So I'll just be like, you know, what else do you got going on? Because, you know, I don't want to just be having sex with you if that's all you got to offer but I can get that from anybody like I want to know what type of career you got I want to know if you're lazy are you ambitious you know do you have goals you know and a lot of people you know uh it's sad to say but I mean everybody had their faults but a lot of people get caught up on the physical attractions even though we don't want nobody that's ugly or nothing like that, you, or you want somebody that's good in bed too, but it's just that, you know, you have to see the, you have to uh, bring all of that together. It has to be an equal share of everything that you're looking for and try to put it in one bundle, you know, try to be like, all right, they're good and safe. Like, oh, they make decent money. You know, they got goals, they driven. So it shouldn't just be focused on, uh, one thing, and you know, you have some people that kind of lure people in. They know they ain't got nothing to bring to the table, and then they'll go to somebody that that, that has their stuff together, and that's where it's up to that person that does have their stuff together to to you know not let that person, you know, bring them down to their level or entertain that person, you know. So uh, that's my two. That's my two cents on it. You on here, Terrence? All right. Um, now, for the whole conversation, I mean, I think personally, 
before I can even deal with you in any manner, you have to bring some sort of substance with you. I mean, because like you said, sex, you can get it from anywhere, especially as a woman. Like there's there's a man somewhere all the time ready. So, you know, as a woman, it's easy to get sex, have sex. All of that is easy. But in order for me to want to entertain you, you have to bring substance that you have to come with something that isn't thrown in my face, you know, on a daily as far as, oh, you beautiful. Okay. You compliment me. Okay. Many men do that. What is it that you can offer me that makes me want to be involved with you? You know what I'm saying? Like a lot of people, I know I've seen a lot on social media, men are steady hollering, like a woman needs to be his piece. Okay. But at the same time, you got to be her piece. So while you mad because she's quote unquote nagging at you about whatever it may be in the same sense, like look at what you're bringing her in return. So it kind of goes like, I don't want to say, how can I say this? Like people for me, I can deal with a man that comes with nothing before I can deal with somebody that feels like he's got it all and comes with nothing but like a whole bunch of baby mama issues, a whole bunch of drama outside of like the household, like just being in being in the streets all the time, having beef with this person, that person. Mm-hmm. I don't want all of that. So in order for you to be able to come to me and be like, hey, I want to pursue you or whatever the case, like you got to make sure you are in a row. You know what I mean? Like I can't deal with that. Um, it's weird, man. It's like, you know, it's like y'all say, the, you can get sex from anywhere. You can get sex from uh, anywhere. Uh, like, right before me and my girl hooked up, man, like, I was really about to try this whole just doing me phase. And, like, you know, me being 40 years old at the time, you know what I'm saying? Like, I've done everything. Like, th- there's nothing new to me besides, I guess you could say, actual fucking love. So, like, I'm legit talking to five, six, seven women at a time, and it was so horrible. I'm like, I'm like, bro, like, do men supposed to feel like this? Like, I'm sitting here talking to these women, and I'm thinking to myself, I don't even want to have sex with y'all. Y'all sound so fucking stupid. It's almost like yo, like, 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 what are we talking about here? Know what I'm saying? It it, it it felt weird to be a man and think like that. Know what I'm saying? But that's because I've done everything. There's nothing that, that, that they could actually tell me. So it's like, you know, once I met my girl, she was everything. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to go ahead and, and, and stop fucking with these chicks. And know what I'm saying? Put everything into my girl and shit. We've been together for what? Like a year next month. But uh, like, you know, you, you got to bring you got to bring everything to the table, especially if you're trying to do something that's that that's committed. You know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah, goals. You need to set those goals, and you need to attain those goals. Um, like that's big, man. Like you, you can't just be a talker. You know what I'm saying? Because because women gonna fish that shit out. They're gonna be like, "Yo, you said that you was gonna do this. It's been motherfucking two months." Women gonna fish that shit out, and and, and that's how. 
You know what I'm saying? Women be like, God, nah, this motherfucker ain't about that action. So it's like, yo, I legit had to set goals, fucking accomplish those goals and set more goals and get to those goals. And like, there's still shit that I got to do next month that I can't wait to get done. But, uh, you know, it's more than just money. Right. Money. Anybody can make women make money. My, oh my God, I don't. My girl does well for herself. I'm gonna put it that way. She don't need me for shit. But we make an awesome team together. So let me. What's up? So since you say that, let me ask you the same question. What is it that you bring to the table for her to make y'all work? Man, like that. That that father figure to to our children. No, I'm saying not to hers, but to our children. You know what I'm saying? Um, that relief uh, of, you know, got money. You know what I'm saying? The military, I got money. Um, but it's, it's like I said, it's more than money. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It, it's it's everything that she, everything that she can't do when she's not here. You know what I'm saying? If, if she's out away for two or three weeks, I'm here with the boys. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I'm trying to teach her boys to be men. Freaking, you know what I'm saying? Take care of the house while she's gone. Shit. I can work. I can come home, do dishes, cook dinner, take care of laundry, all that shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, like that should be something that any man could do. You know what I'm saying? But that's, I do everything that she can't do while she's not here. And I also do everything that she can't do while she's here. And it's vice versa. Okay. Yeah, I feel like, you know, uh, in that aspect, you know, some some men, you know, they go for what they uh grew up saying grow up saying, you know. Uh some some men like for the woman, you know, to uh to do everything and they just make the money and pay all the bills and some people would be like of a real deal partnership. Like Wuban was saying, you know, the dude might not pay all the bills. They might be 60, 40, 70, 30, or whatever, you know, just however it comes organically, you know. Mm-hmm. Just make sure everything uh, gets done, you know. So I know um, me personally, I, uh, I, I always think that's the best way to me. Because uh, eventually a woman's going to get tired and worn out from doing it all, all the time, having to do everything around the house every single day. You know what I'm saying? And I grew up, you know, my mom taught me how to cook, wash clothes and all that when I was like 10, 11 years old. So I cook like five or six days out of the week, wash clothes. I was used to cleaning the house and everything. So even when I was in previous relationships, I still was doing the same thing, you know, so it wasn't nothing out of the norm for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. Me personally, I'm not going to lie to y'all. Like, I'm still at that point where I don't know what I offer because, you know, at one point I was feeling myself. I was like, shoot, I got three degrees. I got a full-time job. That's not, I can't even call it a job. I have a career because I'm on salary. So Mm -hmm. I have a career. I have the ability to take care of the house, cook, clean, you know, take care of the kids, make sure they wherever they need to go. And then 
you know, you can have all of these things, but if you're not offering a man, you know, what it is that he's missing or that he needs, then what are you bringing? And so like, especially lately, like I, one, I'm not going to tell y'all the story, but I was really humbled. Um, <laughs> Cause <laughs> like I said, I, I thought I was that girl. You could not tell me nothing. And I was very much so humbled. And so like, now, um, me and my boyfriend have been together for two years and some change now. And since we've been together, like I said, like, I was really humbled. So like, now I'm at the point where like, okay, yes, I have these things. But what is it that I do for you? Or what is it that I'm supposed to do for you? Because sometimes I'm not gonna lie, like I know I get on his last nerves most of the time. Like, I know it. But in the same respect, like, He's teaching me how to be, you know, the partner that he needs. Now, I don't mind being the person that, like, if I had it my way, I would have me a house husband. I'm not going to lie. I would have a house husband. I will go out, work, make the money. Like, I will do that. If you just take care of the home. Like, because, I mean, it doesn't... I think I've just gotten so used to doing it for so long because I'm the youngest on my mother's side, I'm the youngest. And so even though I was the youngest, we had a lot of boys because my mom had a a son and then my stepdad had like five or six. So it was a lot of boys in the house. So me and my sister, we were always the ones that had to clean up. We always had to cook because both my stepdad and my mom worked. So Mm -hmm. it fell on me and my sister to take care of the home. At this point, now I'm 26. I'm tired of that. Like, if I could have somebody do that for me, and I'm not even saying like a maid, but like, if I could have a partner where we, I come home to you every day, I'll go, I'll go out, I'll make the money, and you just, you, if I come home to a cook meal, like, I would be content. Like, that's, I don't know, that's just me though. Like, no, it's it's wild. Like, yo, there's dudes that's that's about that action. You know what I'm saying? Like, like it's. It's just finding them. And sometimes finding them can be mentally draining. You know what I'm saying? Because you think you know somebody, next thing you know, you don't know them. It's like, you know, you're like, yo, dude, you you agreed to be the house husband. You come home from work, dinner ain't ready, house a mess. He playing PlayStation and shit. Nah, nah, get out of here, bro. So, like, yeah, I mean, like, it's, as far as, like, you know, knowing what you bring, you already know what you bring. You just got to find somebody that's willing to, well, not even willing. You got to find somebody that's able to balance all of that. Know what I'm saying? Because like me, like, like I bring balance. Know what I'm saying? Like my girl can do whatever she wants. I like, I got a career. My girl has a career, but it's all about that balance that we bring to each other. Know what I'm saying? Like anything that she's, I'm not going to say anything that she can't do. Anything that she's not doing right now, I'm going to do. Anything that I'm not doing right now, she can help, if that makes sense. Right. Yeah, and I just feel like, you know, uh, as a relationship aspect goes, everybody, no matter what you have going on, you could be a multimillionaire, whatever you got going on, you have to be open-heartedly and humble enough in yourself to when you want you decide to be in a relationship with somebody to be able 
to have that dialogue to see, you know, what uh, can I, uh, what you bring to the table to to uh, make up for what that person is missing. Mm-hmm. You know, so uh, it shouldn't be, you know, uh, you know, uh, poking poking your chest out all the time at your partner because y'all supposed to be partners. Exactly. So it shouldn't be. It shouldn't matter. You know, uh, what you got going on or things like that. Because I ran it. I had my ex wife was like that. Now, my ex wife had uh, two degrees. She had a master's degree, and she was uh, almost done with her doctorate degree, and uh, in behavior health. You know, so. Oh, so she was already picking your brain. She was talking <laughs> mentally. Well, you know, just um, <laughs> she was, was just, you know, poke out certain things, you know, like poke her chest out about her degrees and stuff, you know, like I was a bum or something, you know what I'm saying? And I was just like, you know, uh, you poking your chest out about degrees, but you're not even working in those degrees. Mm-hmm. Cut it out. So I'm like, so I'm like, that's that's, that's empty calories, you know. What I'm he saying? said that's empty calories. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm, so I'm like, you know, it just, I just feel like, you know, uh, it's a reason why you want to be in a relationship because you feel something missing. You want a partner. You want somebody you come on to that you trust. You have meaningful conversations with. You know, uh, have uh, spend. Um, compassion, spin, uh, romance, things like that. So um, I feel like when you do uh, get into that space of getting to know someone or getting to know some people and you try to make the process of elimination to see who that right one is, you got to be humble enough to, to, uh, you know, to feel, uh, to see what they're missing and see if you can do that or if you can't do it, you know, go to whoever can do it, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? That, that, that humble word is big. If, if you come into a situation humble, you can't get humble. You know what I'm saying? Like Taz was saying, Taz said she got humble. Man, fuck that. Like, all my cards is on the table. Like, all my truths are out and in any relationship that I'm in, any serious relationship that I'm in, like especially this, all my truths are out. Like there's nothing that you can say that, that can really like humble you. You know what I'm saying? Um, you, you you just like you said, man, just got to be humble enough to to put yourself out there and hope that you know, like your significant other puts themselves out there. So it's like you know, there there is no no poking out of the chest it's like yo like yo i know that yo this was a vulnerable vulnerability oh my god i can't even talk you know what i'm saying vulnerability for you and i'm not gonna fuck with that you know what i'm saying because it's rude if that makes sense i, I know I'm, I'm not gonna you know fuck with none of my girl vulnerabilities like yo she, she was oh insecurities i'm sorry that's the word insecurities like yo there's no need in fucking with somebody's insecurities so I don't, you know, I know some people have, everybody has their insecurities. Everybody has them. But I feel like when you're coming into a relationship with somebody, a lot of those insecurities, especially when it has to do with 
your significant other, a lot of those uh, insecurities, you have to be able to handle that before you jump into yes. a relationship. Exactly. Exactly. Because if you can't, I mean, it, it's just, you can be the best of person to somebody, but if they're insecure, nothing you ever do will be enough mm -hmm. because they're always going to question you, always question what y'all got going on, what you're doing when they're not around or behind their back, whatever the case may be. Talk and that shit. makes it, you know, 10 times harder to be in a relationship if it's constant insecurities flying. You know what I'm saying? You, mm -hmm. you got to handle that before you jump into a relationship with somebody. Exactly. And then as their partner, you can't do stuff. If you know they have these insecurities, you can't do stuff to feed their insecurities and then be looking at them crazy when they coming at you about it. Mm -hmm. Man, y'all out here preaching tonight. God damn. <laughs> yeah, it just comes with, you know, like I said before, um, uh, you didn't catch this line. Like it was like in the first ten minutes. Mm -hmm. But like I said before, when we was talking about the dating outside your race, like I was like, you know, you have to be friends with somebody before you could be that person can be your spouse or anything yeah. like that. Yeah. So, so I'm like, you if you can't be that person's friend, which comes with just general responsibilities of just being a human, being able to listen, being able to support that person if they're feeling down, being able to comfort that person. If you can't do that, then you, you shouldn't even be able to upgrade to being in a relationship with that person. Yeah. Now, I will say there has been a time or two where I've gotten into a relationship with somebody before we were friends and I will say, I personally felt like that relationship or those relationships worked better than the ones where we actually took our time and got to know each other in depth before we started dating. And the reason I say this is because when you really get to know somebody and they show you, you know, everything about them before y'all get into a relationship, it can kind of be hard to deal with some of those things that you know about them in a relationship. While, yes, you can say, you know, you're committed to me or whatever the case may be. I know this about you and I know that this is how I know your nature, so to speak. And one mm -hmm. thing about a person, you cannot change their nature. They can mask it for, you know, a long time. But when it all is said and done, if there's an opportunity for them to revert to their nature, they will do that. Okay. Okay. Let me uh, let, let me ask you this real quick. So, you know, if you're feeling a person out and you figured out everything about them, you know, you do have a choice to not go to the next level with that person. And for the ones that you didn't uh, fill them out so so much and you all got into a relationship and things went well, you know, and that could just be like a vibe type of thing. I'm not saying that every person you come in um, contact with that you have to fill them out that certain way, you know, if, if the energy is there, you know, why not do it, you know, but I just, uh, well, uh, so with those uh, situations, if you, uh, 
what what happened in those situations if you um want to um go in detail about them as far as like uh what went wrong with those situations the ones that you didn't um fill out as much but it, it went well in the beginning um honestly i'm not gonna lie to you like when i was calling myself dating them i really wasn't in the place where i wanted to date i loved the idea of being in a relationship but i was not trying to be in a relationship like i wanted everything that came with it but i didn't want to put in the work that goes with it um so really that's pretty much the only reason they ended because i was like okay at this point you're trying to require too much of me and i'm not trying to do that so it's just best that we move around (laughs) and so like now that i'm older and have had you know gone through heartbreak, gone through, you know, different life experiences, I 100% know that, like, it was wrong of me to essentially play with their feelings like that because they were 100% on board, let's be together. And I was like, "Mm, I'm just here for the idea. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So, I mean. Out there wasting them king's time. I mean, you know, I did that. (laughs) I I did. I did that. I'm not going to (laughs) lie. Yeah, it was in my young days like I did do that but I mean now that I understand and have had it done back to me oh baby you better believe I will never do nothing like that again in my life exactly you know what I'm saying like like it, anybody can like rehabilitation comes from within right you know what I'm saying like it, it, it comes from going through some shit like yo yeah I didn't did it but it didn't happen to me and that shit hurt so now it's almost like okay now that you've experienced both sides of that fence, what side of the fence do you really, really, really want to be on? Exactly. And once you find out what side of the fence you want to be on, you got to fucking commit to it, regardless of what happens. You know what I'm saying? Like, no tit for tat. Yo, you know, my girl gone do something to me, I'm not going to go back and, and play tit for tat. I'm just gone. If I do some shit to my girl, I guarantee she ain't going to play tit for tat. She's just gone. That that's That's from that that uh maturity, you know what I'm saying, being through shit. You know, right. Just I'm I'm not gonna disturb my peace playing a, a tit for tat game. Yeah, that makes sense. That tit for tat stuff, I I can't stand it. Like that's something I can't stand. And I know a lot of times like the argument with that is well if you don't want nothing done to you, don't do it to me. I get it. No, I get no. it 100%, but Mm-mm. you're disrupting <laughs> your own piece by playing the tit for tat if you exactly. ask Exactly. Man, nah, nah. If I heard that, that's that's a red flag. If you don't want nothing done, don't do it to me. Nah, you know what? I'm politely back going ahead and uh, exit this room. That's <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I like that. Yeah, we could talk about that topic for a while, and that's a real uh, meaty topic right there. But we're transitioning to this topic because I was this the topic that I really want to uh, talk about right here because I I like this uh, this type of topic: the uh, single mothers versus single fathers if the roles were reversed. So I know uh, Taz, you you did come up with this topic. So uh, before I say something, before I uh, um, say something about it, uh, can you tell me what 
uh, what perspective were you asking that as far as before so I can get a better understanding? Um, so this was actually a conversation I was having with some of my uh, sorority sisters. And basically what it was insight, like if a single father or if a woman is a single mother and she's having to, you know, do everything by herself, doesn't have help or whatever, you know, a lot of times women's are quick or women are quick to say, um, well, if her, if referring to the child, if his or her daddy was, uh, in my shoes, they would fold. Oh, okay. I see what you're saying. So, all right. Uh, I'm going to be quick on this and then I'll let y'all go. But me personally, I'm going to just be honest. I I don't have kids, but I feel like when that day does come, when I do have a kid, I will be, if I had to be put in a situation where I had to do everything, I feel like I could do it. But I ain't going to lie. Like, majority of men won't be able to do it. And that's not saying, you know, they're not capable of doing it. It's just that a priorities lot of men, right. a lot of, yeah, priorities not right. And a lot of men just, some of them be a piece of shit. You know what I'm saying? But that goes back to, you know, uh, some, uh, you know, it takes two to make a baby. And, you know, I was talking about this with my friend the other day. I was like, a lot of women has to be more accountable because sometimes you'll meet these men in the club and, you know, y'all might just want to have one night stand or whatever, you know what I'm saying? But we have to, you have to take accountability for, you know, if you choose to let this man have sex with you and don't, and and he don't have protection, then you have to run the risk of not only having a baby, but not knowing him as a person so when this baby comes, you don't know his background of if he had a father in his life, and or how is he mm-hmm. going to respond? To, or how is he going to respond to that? And I think a lot of men, you know, they come up with the mindset of, oh, the woman has to carry the baby for nine months, and that's her natural instinct to care for the baby. So I'm gonna just let her do everything. And I'ma just be and I'ma just do me and I can just No, nah, that's you know trash, man. That's trash. And Talks. I just be like and I'm just like, you know, I know some dudes that's like that, you know, they're not my friends, but you know, uh I can respect a man that doesn't take care of his kids, but I just uh think that um we I was talking about this uh I think it was like I forgot what episode this was, but we was talking about a lot of men, especially it only have to be famous men that made it out, but a lot of men that's, you know, generally successful, got a successful family, successful relationship should really get involved in the neighborhoods. If they see a dude that might not have a father figure, a young boy, you know, try to be a mentor yeah. parents allowing some of these men, or some of these young boys that's growing up because in reality the mom can do all they can, put them in the best programs, mom might have a good career and things like that but 
In reality, the mom can't teach them how to be no man. Mm-hmm. And, it's, and it's up to us and men in all races, you know, not just black men, but men in all races to to when you reach a level in life where you don't been through stuff and you don't have kids and you don't, you know, get in a recessive relationship to show that example to um, younger kids beneath you. And if you know they don't have a real male role figure in their life to try to be that male role figure to try to cut down on some of these cases of when kids getting grown and they haven't and making adult decisions and not knowing the consequences that come with them making adult decisions as far as having unprotected sex. So, and then when the baby comes, then they're faced with a thing, well, shoot, my mom was a single mom. So all I know is the mom supposed to take care of the kid. I don't know I'm supposed to be responsible or nothing like that. And that's not no excuse, but it's just the truth. You know what I'm saying? Like a lot of people, especially African-Americans, you know, they just don't have a lot of male role figures because it's like a, a ever going thing, you know, like uh, black fathers not being involved with their kids and or they will have, they'll be, they'll be, or they'll just show up whenever they want to. So I just feel like, you know, uh, a lot of people, uh, and that comes to us not being together as a race too. You know, we just got to be more involved in our community to try to, you know, start uh, programs mm-hmm. in the community for, especially for young men uh, now than ever, just because not just teaching them how to be men, but teaching them how to act in society so they don't make the dumb decisions when they're kind of dealing with the police and things like that so they don't throw their life away. Yeah, but that's a that's my uh, two cents on it. Y'all can uh, talk about it. Uh, it's it's it, it's man, like that's so much truth. To everything both y'all said. You know what I'm saying uh, you, you gotta. They oh my god, I don't know where to fucking start. <laughs> <laughs> like, bro, like, like yes, you know, like men suck. Men suck. Well, boys suck. Men don't suck. Boys suck. Easiest way to put it. When we need to, like, you know, have a better vetting process. Because, like, yo, there's some fuck niggas out there. They look good, but they some fuck niggas. Um, Talk to them. But, man, like, like me, how can I put it? I didn't want to be my father. I didn't want to be my dad. Now, I was blessed to have a dad and a father. You know what I'm saying? So, like, I saw everything that my dad did to my mom. I didn't want to treat. I didn't want to treat my future woman the way my dad did my mom. I saw the way my stepfather, who I call my father, the way he treated my mom. I wanted to be that person. But I'm man enough to admit that I was a fuck nigga coming up. You know what I'm saying? And I fucked over a lot of people. Fucked over a lot of people. But after all that wrong that I did, shit, I had wrong did to me. And that's where, you know, playing you know, being on both sides of those fences, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And in that process, I had two daughters and a son. Now, okay, like, you know, of course, I don't want to be like like my dad, but I'm on my way to being a single father. So I'm doing everything I can to be a good father for my children. Because like I said, I don't want to be like my dad. My dad wasn't there for us. I want to be there for my kids. Everything that I want to say 
my biggest goal in life is to give my children a better life than I had, which I can already say I've surpassed that shit tenfold, but I'm still, I'm, I'm still fucking climbing. Um, it's being a single, being, being a single parent, like you really just have to one grow up, have that maturity. Um, you got to be able to communicate with kids. You got to be able to have your kids communicate with you. Like a lot of things that parents, not even single parents, parents don't do is they don't talk to their kids. I'm not saying like, you know, be best friends, but my oldest daughter, she'll tell me anything. Tell me anything. She told me some of the most craziest shit last year. And guess what? I had to be there. I couldn't scold her. You know what I'm saying? It's like, it's like yo, you did this. I'm here for you. Be smart about what happens next time. Mm-hmm. You know, like, like that's that's being a father, not a dad. Um, good night. What else is there? Fuck. Oh, talking about being a, a single parent. Mm-hmm. Man, couldn't tell you, man. Like, you, you just, you just have to. I don't know. For me, it's easy. You know what I'm saying? Like, yo, if I get hungry, shit, my kid's probably hungry. Make them plates just smaller than mine. Uh, shit, if I'm thirsty, get them something to drink, too. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, like, yo, but but there are really this legit people who, like, yo, they just going to sit on a video game. Kids ain't ate nothing all day. Why? Because you want a fucking video game, bro? You know what I'm saying? Like, like I can't really talk about what females do. I just know what males do. You know what I'm saying? It, it's it's wild. You know what I'm saying? Uh, growing up, like, I've... My, my circles become smaller. You know what I'm saying? Because, like, I see the dudes that's, that that aren't there for their kids. I can't, I can't be around people like that. Can't be around people like that. You know what I'm saying? You know, I hit up hit up them every now and then when it's, you know, around the kid's birthday. Uncle Devon going to call, say happy birthday, maybe send them something, yada, yada, yada. But you, man, it's tough, man. Like, I, I just don't want to be around people like that. So it's almost like I don't even know what that looked like anymore. The, the only example of that that I have is what my dad did to my mom. And I know I'm not doing that shit to my kids or my lady right now. So that's all I can say, bro. So my side, I'm glad y'all are on the other side of the fence so we could talk about it. Here we go. Because I will say personally, I know a lot more deadbeat mothers than I do deadbeat fathers. And I say this because a lot of times, you know, people will say, uh, or women will say, if he were in my shoes, he wouldn't be able to handle this, that, and the third. But you're not even strong enough to get past whatever hurt your baby daddy put you through Mm. so that he's allowed to be in his kid's life. Can I ask you a question real quick? Go ahead. Do you think that that hurt that they can't get past, they uh, project onto their children? Um, I've seen it firsthand. A lot of times they do. A lot of times they do. Not every time, but a lot. Um, I've seen situations where, 
or I'm not even going to say seen. I've had a friend who her and her uh, son's dad were together for years. And the entire time they were together, he was doing her bad and she knew about it. She still chose to stay with him. They wound up having a baby. They broke up because, of course, once when women have babies, oh, nine times out of 10, they mature while they're pregnant. Mm-hmm. Whereas to the man, most times he doesn't mature until the baby actually comes. Yep. So as she's maturing, going through her pregnancy and he's still doing, you know, what he want to do, they broke up, they split. Still until this day, their baby is probably six. No, he's seven. He's seven now. And still until this day, she won't let him be in her life. And every time Every time I've tried to have the conversation with her, because, you know, I'm not I'm never going to allow any of my friends to do what's wrong. I always stand for what's right. I don't care if I hurt your feelings in the process. You're not going to do wrong. Not as long as I'm your friend. Hmm. So I've had this conversation with her and I've called her out on it multiple times. And the one question that I always ask that she still until this day cannot answer is. What is it that he has done? that makes you feel like he will not be a good father. And every time she answers the question, it's something about what he did to her, not, not the child about how he broke her heart, about how he hurt her feelings behind something. And mm-hmm. I tell her all the time, at this point, you don't understand what you're doing to your child. Exactly. So, I mean, I've seen it a lot. You know, women just won't, they will do everything in their power to make sure that the dad can't be a part of their child's life. Mm-hmm. When in yeah, all actuality, yeah. your your kids are going to grow up to resent you once because yeah. they will understand one day. They're going to understand. Eventually, they're going to find out who the bad person was in that relationship. And they're going to start to resent you. Yeah. No matter what they daddy did to you, you never gave him an opportunity to be there for them. And like... If they were to do all of the, how can I, like, all the, well, you can come get your baby, but you better not have your girlfriend around them. And the whole time she got her and y'all's child laid up with her new nigga. That changes every two weeks. Like, I don't feel like a lot of women could handle the mental and emotional toll that would come with the, the roles reversing. Mm-hmm. They they wouldn't be able to handle what they put their baby daddies through. Like for me, um, Eric, you know, you know my son's dad. At the beginning, everybody who knew us knew like our relationship was terrible, terrible. We could not co-parent for anything. Like it was horrible. And all it took was for me to start dating someone new. And it took me a long time to bring him around our child. Mm -hmm. But he started being around our child. And at this time, my son's dad was absent. And one day he messaged me. He was like, hey, can I come get our kid or whatever? And I'm like, yeah, that's fine. I've never kept him away from him, even when he was an inconsistent parent. I never kept him away. And he came to my house to pick him up. And my boyfriend was there at the time. And he was telling him, you know, put your shoes on. Let's go. We're going to go do whatever we're going to do. And. My son was like, no, I want to stay here with my dad. Hmm? And ever since Ooh. then, Ooh, shit. 
And mind you, like, we just all, like, it was so awkward because all three of us were just standing there looking at each other because this is the first time that my son has ever referred to this man as his dad. Like, yeah. all throughout the house, he's never called him that. And then the one time his actual father, his biological father comes, he says, no, I want to stay with my dad. Mm. Ever since then, when I tell you, me and my son's dad have not had problems when it comes to him taking care of our kid. Like, I don't know what it was about hearing that, but that lit a fire under his yeah. ass. He's been on it since. It's <laughs> a reality chat. Let me tell you something, man. When, when a man is about to... Men can lose a woman. You know what I'm saying? Men don't care about... Well, boys don't care about that. But once a boy loses his his son... Like my dad, my dad don't give a fuck about his daughters. But once I stop giving a fuck, that's when my dad was like, oh, hold the fuck out. It's weird. Like, like, how can I put it, man? Like certain dudes, certain dudes, once they hear, like, you know, whether it's son or a daughter, but especially a son, like, yo, once another, once your son calls another man dad, and first off, you know you fucked up, man, that's it, bro. That's it. You, you say something. Should have get off. Should have get off the pot. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. What you gonna do about it? You either gonna man up, or you gonna let this dude be the father that you should be. And hopefully, like you said, it just lit a fire up on him. That's good stuff. And I would say this too. Like uh, my best friend, uh, I was in high school with him. He drove truck. He drives trucks. He makes like twenty five hundred dollars a week. Mm-hmm. Yeah, his first his first daughter, baby mama don't trip. He paid child support. He see his daughter whenever. Second baby mama, he was actually in a relationship with her. He had a son. His son is three years old now, but the first two years his son was born, he was only able to see his son three times in two years, and he was paying child support. He's paying a five hundred dollars a month in child support plus. Mm-hmm. Plus, uh, he's home every weekend, so he's just like, can I see my son on the weekends when I'm off the road? And she was tripping just because, you know, she was hurt because they would, he didn't want to be with her no more. And uh, she went to the, the – when he tried to get his rights as a father to get uh, legitimized, uh, she got a lawyer to prolong it just to be petty. When he went to the courthouse – so that went on for about a year and then he was able to get his rights or whatever. But, you know, um, I hope that I'm never in no situation like that, but I know if I was in a situation like that, if I was that dude that's dealing with your friend or whatever, he just going to have to, in that type of situation, because uh, that relationship with your child is too valuable to give up on. Mm-hmm. So, you have to basically put your money where your mouth is. You have to be like, look, I don't care if I got to get a second job or what, but I'm going to save some money and I'm going to get the best lawyer in the city and I'm going to show that you ain't got no reason to why you can't let me see my child. And we just don't have to get it in black and white. I ain't saying that a man should take his child away from the mama. Or nothing like that. I'm saying if it gets to a situation where it get joint custody and it's 50 50 and she ain't got no choice but to let him see the kid, 
then sometimes you got to go that route because uh, so sometimes you can't you can't deal with a per- if you if you can't get a person to get on the same terms as you as far as dealing with them hands on in a year time in a year span and it ain't gonna never work with you hitting them up asking them so you just don't have to go the legal way about it and get a lawyer and I you know what I'm saying like you don't want to put no lawyer on your baby mama because you might not be in no uh, committed relationship with her but you still got some type of love for her because she that's your child's mom you don't want nothing to happen to her and then like that but it's just like you know you that, that relationship is too valuable to let someone not have a legitimate reason to keep you away from having that relationship. So I know if I was in that situation, if we can't get on the same page over six months to a year and I keep trying and trying, then I'm going to just have to drop that money and get a lawyer to where you ain't got no choice but to mm-hmm. let me see my kid, you know? And see, I can understand that. But even in that, like, I mean, this could just be me because I grew up, I got a lot of boys in my family. And so I've seen it a lot. But even in getting lawyers and stuff like that, it still doesn't guarantee that you will get to see your son or your daughter. Because in a lot of situations, when it's to the point where it's that petty that y'all have to get lawyers involved, the mother is going to do everything she can to make sure you're not able to see your child. So you may not have always been the best of person. Like you may have a past on you, things you used to do. And she's going to bring all of that to light just to make sure that you don't. And I will say, especially in the state of Texas, which is where I'm at, it is a mother state. So literally all a mother has to do is have somewhere for the child to live and be able to provide food. That's it. She don't have to do nothing else. That is it. And they will give her the child. The, the father can be in his own place, have a career where he's able to afford daycare without assistance from the mother. And the mother has, she's roommating with her sister and three cousins and they got 12 kids in the household. Everybody on food stamps, everybody doing, you know, scamming and stuff. Nobody has a real job and they will still send the child with that parent. That's wild. So I mean, hey, I hey, uh, yeah. Hey, uh, before you finish, uh, let me say this real quick. I'm not saying uh, full custody. I'm saying for the dad to put that money to where he can have some type of custodial rights, whether that's forty percent, him get the child in the weekends thing, because it, it could be a mother state. But no mm-hmm. matter what state you in. If you get a good lawyer, you can you can get an agreement, a legalized agreement where my child can be with you the whole school year, but you got to let me see him on the weekends or on the summer. We alternate holidays or something. I don't seen that happen before. Yeah. You know where where the, the mother would technically still have full custody, but she still had to let him see his kid on the weekends, and they had to alternate uh, holidays. So like you know. Um, that's what I'm saying. So the dad can have some type of stuff on paper to where he's seeing that child some point of the year instead of, you know, you just falling into that trap of you uh, doing a full cut. I feel like a child should be with their mom if the mom is competent, you know, but it's just that, you know, um, 
you got to have something in black and white when you're dealing with that type of person. So mm-hmm. you can, so, so the, to secure your relationship to where, you know, if she doesn't, if she still chooses not to agree, let me see my child every other mm-hmm. weekend or whatever the agreement is, then now all I got to do is call my lawyer up. She ain't contempt of court. Now that motherly state is going to come into question because you might be an exception, be like, well, this is a motherly state. But obviously, this mom is just making this dad's life hard. Now, when you pop in front of that judge again, now they're going to be second-guessing you because they gave you benefit of the doubt the first time and you didn't want to uphold the agreement. So now you might get in a situation where they might get a dad 50-50 custody or, you know, you might get the short end of the stick. That's all I'm saying. I personally think that boys should be raised by their fathers if he's competent and girls should be raised by their mothers if she is competent. That's just how I feel. But, you know, because especially me having like a black son. Yes, I am a black woman. But one thing I cannot teach him is how to be a man. I can show you my idea of what a man is and what he's supposed to do. But. I can't teach you how to be a man. Only a man can teach you how to be a man. Mm-hmm. That's just my opinion, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it, it just needs to be an organic type of relationship. Like, you know, a child can still, whether it's a boy or a girl, can still stay with the mom. But as long as that dad has that open door to come whenever he wants to pick up his child to keep that relationship, you know, you can have a strong relationship with your child. And the child not stay with you, you know. This gonna sound yeah. real crazy, but I don't think he should be able to come whenever he wants. I, I like that whole, that whole time thing. Like you know, if, if I could hit my, my my children's mother up, like you know, be like yo, I know you got them this weekend, but I'm in town. Can I come through? And she says yes. Cool. If she says no, I got to agree with that, and just wait until it's my time. Because if not, you're gonna have motherfuckers out here like Kanye West. Mm-hmm. Trying to break into birthday parties and shit when it's not even his week to have kids. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, like yes, that whole going to court, getting everything documented, and like you know, knowing when it's your time to have the children and stuff like that. I think that you, you got to have some kind of boundaries. Because without those boundaries, lines gonna get crossed. And once those lines get crossed, fucking it gets messy. It yep. Gets messy. yep. Yeah, yeah, this topic is like, you know, this kind of goes back to a topic when I was, uh, I did a topic on uh, child support like a year ago. And I was basically saying, you know, on child support, I feel like, you know, I went another route with it. You know, if they really wanted, you know, African Americans or minorities to be on the same level to make up for that generational wealth gap that they had on us as far as getting free labor. They would set up a trust fund and take a percentage of the child support that the mom gets and put it in the trust fund so the kid can walk away with something when they uh, turn 18 and become a dope, go to college or whatever they're going to do to try to secure uh, kids' future as far as them having a solid foundation instead of, you know, being with the parent and the parent might not be fortunate enough to, you know, save enough money for them to, you know, uh, for them to have 
to help assist them in transitioning into becoming an adult. Mm -hmm. Yeah, see, the whole child support thing, um, when my son's dad and I split, we mutually agreed to do child support and have a court order just because, like you said, having boundaries makes everything a little bit more clear. Mm -hmm. But me personally, I don't use the child support money. Like, it's going into a bank account that I don't even touch. Like You, you ain't never got your head done with that child support? Never. What about because your name? one thing, never. I've never touched any of the money. Every payment that he That's has made, every payment that he has made is sitting in that bank account. And the reason I left it like that is so that when my son goes to graduate high school and he's ready to move on into his adulthood, your daddy took care of all of that. Because one thing about my household, with or without his help, it's still going to go on. I'm still going to run my household. I'm still going to make sure me and my child have everything we need. So all that money that he sends goes into that bank account and is untouched. And only my son's name is on that bank account. So only my son can take that money out when he's 18. I like it. That's, that's, that's clean shit right there. That's dope. Well, yeah, man, uh, this is a great episode. I appreciate y'all coming on. I think a lot of people will definitely uh, like the feedback that all three of us put in on these three topics. And uh, as far as the other topics, uh, Taz, you know, and Vine, if you're free, you know, you can hit me up uh, uh, if you want to do it tomorrow or Friday or whenever, you know, we just put those other topics that you had on that list. And um, we could just knock them out, you know, this week or whatever, however you want to do it. But uh, like I tell uh, Ron, I already know this, but like I tell anybody that come on here, you know, anytime you come across something, you know, in your day-to-day -day life and you want to uh, talk about it, you know, on a platform, you know, you can hit me up anytime and it don't take me that long to strike up a podcast episode about it and we can have dialogue, dialogue about it. Mm -hmm. Certainly. You already know I'm here, bro. But yeah, um, yeah, I started my YouTube channel like uh, three days ago. So I've been uh, putting, I put all, I finished, it took me like three hours to put all my episodes on there. But uh, so now I'm putting them on there and uh, Spotify and uh, trying to get more subscribers on there so I can get monetized and things like that. But Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I want to um, start doing at least two or three episodes a week. So, you know, if y'all find things y'all want to talk about, and uh, also Taz, I know you talking about with your sorority sisters. You know, if they want to come on, you know, you can uh, hit me up, and we can set that up for them to come on about certain topics that y'all be talking about and things like that. Because I can have uh, four other people on here besides myself on here at a time. Okay. Yeah. I'm down. Yeah, we can certainly do that. I appreciate the conversation. Yeah, this wraps up the Eric J. The Great Podcast. Uh, this episode will be up uh, hopefully uh, by midnight or uh, 1 o'clock in the morning. But um, I send a link to y'all, the, the YouTube and the Spotify link once it posts. And I need everybody to go follow 
my Spotify, Air J the Great Podcast. I also have a Facebook page called the Air J the Great Podcast. So you can go like on Facebook that I can uh that, that I'll be posting stuff about upcoming episodes and go subscribe to my YouTube channel, the Air J the Great Podcast, where I post all the uh video, audio episodes on there as well. And I appreciate y'all uh coming on. And, you know, just feel free to hit me up whenever y'all want to come on. Most definitely. Awesome. Thank you for having us. Y'all have a good one. Peace. Okay. Good night.